evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we have a movie called The Arrival. What a very, very special movie yeah, this man. was. Starring uh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen and Terry Polo. So um, uh, we're just going to go ahead and dive in and get started. Uh, we also want to uh, mention our special guest. Oh, yeah. Can't forget about our special guest. Uh, she might, uh, you know, we might you know, have her on more often than not, but... Uh, you know, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Alexa, say hello. Alexa, say hello. Hi there. Yeah, see? So we have a third voice that will, yeah. uh, that's always listening and always talking to us. Yeah, there, there have been a lot of times where, uh, we, there, there's something we wanted to look up live on the, uh, you know, um, live on the show, but... You know, we don't want to like you know we don't want to have to search for our cell phones anymore. Yeah, and we also don't want to uh, you know ask Alexa and uh, you know not have you guys here. So we're always gonna you know just in case we ever need something like um, like uh, Alexa, what year did the movie The Arrival come out? The film The Arrival was released about 25 years ago on May 31st, 1996. So we can always have information like yeah. that at hand. So, uh, just one of our neat little toys. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, so now the movie, The Arrival. Uh, the Arrival, uh, starring, uh, Charlie Sheen. Uh, Charlie Sheen is, you know, working at a, you know, kind of a satellite yeah. dish. SETI kind of. Yeah, SETI but not SETI. Yeah. And, uh, he comes across a signal, uh, not unlike, uh. The WOW. Indep yeah, or Independence Day. And, uh, there's this big... Uh, conspiracy to kind of keep this uh, signal secret. Mm -hmm. And basically, now I, I want to point out, we're going to be going very heavily into spoilers here, yeah. but as Alexa said, this movie's 25 years old. So, so uh, yeah, that's on you at this point. You've had plenty of time yeah. to see uh, the arrival. But yeah. anyway, um, he ends up uh, uh, tracking down this signal to, uh, after getting fired from his job, tracking down his signal to uh, Mexico and learning that apparently the aliens are here and they're going to try to terraform Earth uh, by melting the polar ice caps with climate change. Yeah, in order to make it more habitable for for their them. for yeah for their alien well, species, which you know they seem to be doing all right. Yeah, it is a very habitable planet yeah, already, they, so I don't know why they need to do this. Yeah, just they're just dicks. Um, so yeah, that it's basically an alien invasion movie with. Uh, with Charlie Sheen playing this like really paranoid guy named yeah. Zane, and like, he uh, looks just like Gordon Freeman mm -hmm. from uh, Half Life. Even has a jumpsuit at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so, the best way, I guess, to talk about this movie is to talk about little moments that happen uh, throughout. This is going to be a. This is going to be a. This episode is just going to be probably all dedicated to the absolutely baffling things that yeah. go on in this movie and uh, all right so he goes down to 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 mexico and every every you know every step along the way like there's an accident or you know the thing he's looking for disappears or mm -hmm. gets burnt down or someone's killed a, and, yeah, there's a big cover-up and everything yeah and uh oh he's yeah always being stalked uh and and you know, until he comes to this one uh, glaringly obvious government facility, like, <laughs> like, so, 
he, anyone who looks at it, you could see these big uh, heat waves coming off of it. Like there's clearly something going on inside yeah. this building. And yeah, even though it's public property, it, it's treated as a very sensitive facility, and no one really asks questions about yeah, they it. They don't really care. And yeah. every now and again, for no reason, this giant uh, satellite dish just comes out of it, screeches, and then goes back underground. Yeah. All right. You know, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, I, I know. This movie is uh, extremely stupid. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't not talk about that. This movie is very very dumb. It's yeah. like it's like it's trying to be a a uh, a conspiracy theory esque um, science fiction almost kind of mystery or science fiction invasion movie. Yeah. But it also feels like it was written by a, like a, a four-year-old. <laughs> it's like if a 17-year-old said, what if the, uh, what if Contact was a thriller? What if Contact was somehow less good? <laughs> well. And, uh, <laughs> which is a, a high yeah. bar to set. But I, I do also want to point out that even though this movie, I you know, is a one of the stupidest movies I've seen ever yeah. in my entire life. I want you to go out and watch this movie because at no point was this movie boring. No, not not at all. This was a roller coaster from beginning to end. This, this is a this was a treat. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from the mid '90s that uh, we're we're kind of we're we're kind of a you know. You left your brain at the door, and you, you just enjoyed the the baffling decisions that were made. It's 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 almost a testament to how movies aren't made the same anymore. Yeah, I know that a movie can be uh, simultaneously very bad from this era, but at the same time very enjoyable. Yeah, compared to movies <clears throat> nowadays that, uh, especially, we watch a lot of. Like you know, lower budget, uh, independent movies that yeah. uh, somehow you know are infest Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, it's and whew. yeah, like we were watching one the other day. Like we had to turn it off after ten minutes because it was just bad. Nothing was happening, and it was stupid. And that's the thing. Like stupid movies nowadays are you know just boring usually. Yeah. This movie. Oh, ooh, la la! This movie wasn't stupid. Even good movies nowadays are a little are a little boring. Yeah, and I mean this movie's not stupid. I mean this movie's not boring. It, uh, you know, you know what it is. It's it's what I would classify as a junk food movie mm -hmm. in terms of you know consumption. Like it, like it's probably bad for your brain to watch it. Yeah, but boy oh boy, you have to see this movie. But you, you know, everyone loves junk food now. I guess the best way to, to start is just to really, like, I almost want to do it chronologically, but at the same time, I almost want to start with the least stupid thing. But that's the thing, almost chronologically is the least stupid stuff, and it just builds and builds and builds. Um, Alright, so I guess uh, we'll start uh, kind of early on. Yeah, where um, he gets fired and, uh, you, know, you know, decides to, uh, instead of, you know, move on to a different career, uh, you know, he he's you know hooked on this whole conspiracy thing. Like he, well, let's be honest here. When when it starts out, it's um it's not so over the top yet. It's no. like all right, he discovers a signal, and you know he tries to share it with one of his bosses, and he gets fired over it. 
you know, it's like, well, what, what's the point of doing this search for extraterrestrial life if, uh, if we kind of ignore these signals going on? Yeah. This boss destroys all records of it, you know, the, like, you know, it's this big, you know, cover up to destroy it, but, you know, it was still grounded in some kind of reality. Yeah. And, uh, then we are introduced to his neighbor. <laughs> yeah. And he is a, uh, he is a kid straight out of a 90s yeah 96 like he like they pulled him right out of hanging with mr cooper like man he is like i'm sure this kid went on to do probably good things with his yeah. life i don't know but he is probably one of the worst actors i've oh seen my God. It and, is, it is. oh man and here's the thing charlie sheen is hamming it up in this movie. Oh, yeah, he is. You, you could tell he's coked out of his mind. And it's like, it's almost a treat to see how over the top he gets in some of these uh, yeah. things that he does. But um, this kid is just, like, it, it was almost like, I actually don't know how to describe it. I'm speechless for once in my life. It was like I, seeing a uh, seeing a beautifully painted masterpiece like uh, like a painting, yeah. like you know, an original uh, Da Vinci or something like The Last Supper, but there's just a stick figure person in the corner, and it's so jarring <laughs> with how not you know up to snuff it is to everything else, you know. Uh, you're, I, I don't know. Like it, okay. you're kind of con, con, you're kind of saying that uh, the arrival is a Da Vinci painting. Yeah, okay, that's true. It's like seeing a painting by uh, by. I don't know somebody who's uh, coked out all the time. It's like it's like an H.R. Giger painting. Yeah, but and, with uh, 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 but with but an H.R. Giger painting of the dogs playing poker. It's an H.R. Giger painting, you know. But uh, somewhere in the painting is Waldo, and it's like, <laughs> well, okay, that th that that kind of threw me off. But uh, yeah. these two things just don't go together. So. Uh, yeah, so this kid was just bad, and yeah. it was almost a treat with how bad he is. Like, man, it was a treat. Oh man, and uh, and that, it was pretty much those two throughout the the most like for the uh, first act. Yeah, he had that. Uh, I forget the name of the the actor, but he's in a lot of kind of schlocky uh, '90s movie. He was the bad guy in Time Cop. Oh, okay, yeah. and he was the bad guy in this movie. And. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, all right, anyway, I, I, there's so much I want to talk about this, and I, I don't know where to start. Um, so, all right, so Charlie Sheen goes down to Mexico to, yeah. to find the source of this signal. And while he's there, um, well, first of all, he's spying on this, like you mentioned before, that big government. Obviously, something yeah. bad's happening in this building. But, the you know, when he's looking through it, it's clearly like a toy, like a model. Yeah. And they don't even try to hide it yeah well like I, there was a scene the very first time we see it i remember like you know there was like two people standing outside like standing guard or something and they were like legos <laughs> and i remember thinking like is that like is that supposed to look like a toy like i don't get it i don't get what's going I, on I, I imagined on uh you know when the when the movie came out it looked a lot more impressive on uh standard definition oh, televisions yeah. Yeah, they didn't expect HD to take yeah, over. HD kind of, you know, showed the flaws in the whole, uh, you know, it showed some crow's feet. Like, I think they should have an, a, a director's cut where the first time we see it, it's playing the uh, the music from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> and he's, like, looking through the spyglass, like, at this, you know, toy building, like, 
Yeah, I got you now. And then Trolley comes in <laughs> and takes Charlie to the land of make-believe. So right. now we're going to talk about climate change. <laughs> Do you know what climate change is? It's the... <laughs> oh, no, no, not again. Uh, and they, yeah, they, the aliens spoke in this weird click language. It was like, it was half like, you know, half like clicking or, you know, clucking their tongue or whatever it is. Another half just like... It was like a weird growl, like it was like Zoidberg was uh, was trying to have a conversation with the guy. This planet's too cold. You need to heat it up a bit. Maybe if you can melt the polar ice caps, we'll be talking. Or maybe some more cow farts in your atmosphere. <laughs> and that's the thing. When he gets into this facility, like they're literally releasing greenhouse gases into the atmosphere yeah. in the forms of bubbles. Yeah, just like these bubbles of fart. Yeah, it's the only way we could describe it is just these big green bubbles. And it's, again, it's like something a, a kid, like, you know, wrote. Like, and then these big green stinky bubbles come out and they are <laughs> making the earth warmer. And, and it stinks. And it's smelly. You can almost smell the bubbles. And, uh, and, and but, you know, the, the absolute showstopper of his trip to Mexico is, uh, you know, the aliens kind of hide uh, amongst people by mm -hmm. disguising themselves oh, as people, as people rather. So there's a scene where uh, they they uh, show the aliens stepping on into this transformation machine in order to turn into a human. Yeah, like the regular the aliens kind of look. Uh, they have backwards legs. Yeah, and they kind of look a little bit like. Uh, they look like uh, the. They kind of look like the the pyramid alien from. Uh, from, uh, what was it, uh, Stargate. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And, and yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, Charlie Sheen gets found out, and they, they raise the alarm to find him. Mm -hmm. So, they, it, it, he, he's kind of, he kind of has his back up against the wall in, in some, you know, in a, in some, you know, so to speak. So, okay. he, he goes into this transformation machine to, turn into a, a different yeah, person. he changes his skin. Yeah, yeah. He walks in there and they, they change his skin, but when he steps out, he he just looks like uh, looks like he gets stung by a bee. Yeah, he, he, his face is all puffy. Like they added it, putty to him or something. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it's... Uh, it, it just... It looks clearly... He looks like a Mr. Potato Head. Not, he looked... Yeah, and it's like... And he's just dripping, you know, with dripping with goo, um, and you know, because his like face is melting and yeah. it's bubbling, like his polyjuice potion is running out. I don't know what that is. That's a Harry Potter thing. And uh, stop that. And it's just so like I actually like told the movie to stop. I was like, you know, please. There's only so much stupid I can take. Like, pace yourself, you know? And, and he eventually leaves the facility and then rips his face off. Mm -hmm. He rips his face off, and he's just normal underneath, you know, just yeah. a little sweaty. And, like, he runs into one of the guys with his van, and I guess when you when you run into the aliens, like, just a little bit, like, their, you know, their gases escape them. Yeah, they have, they have a lot of stored gases, I guess. And that's, a, like, we were saying that he's just giving up his ghost. Giving up the ghost. And like their ghosts are leaking. And, uh... Ugh. They're the, these aliens. They don't like the cold, um, yeah. and that's like that's one of the, like their big weaknesses that he finds out. And so he you know comes home and he gets his videotape of the uh, 
the bad guy kind of confessing the evil plan. And, oh, the and the bad guy act also had a Mexican counterpart. Yeah, they used the same, like, I guess, uh, I guess there was only so many faces they had in rotation. Yeah. so they, ha they had a template. Yeah. <laughs> there was, like, six different, I guess, faces that they had that they just kept on using over and over. And I remember you didn't recognize the guy. I didn't, he had a mustache. Yeah, he just, it was the same actor, and he looked exactly the same, but he had a mustache. You know, I remember you were like, there's something about this guy we should be yeah, paying yeah, attention like, to. Like, am I supposed to know this guy? Like, that's his boss, his old boss. I'm like, oh. So, yeah, clearly, if... Clark Kent was walking around. I would not know this guy was Superman. Like, uh, I would have a hard time recognizing, I think, any superhero at all. Like, Clark could take his glasses off in front of me. I'd be like, oh, snap, Superman, where's Clark? He'd love to see this. So, yeah, he gets his little, his ex-boss to uh, confess to, you know, because that's like the leader of the aliens, I guess, on Earth. And they get he gets him to confess to... Like, all the, the stuff he's gonna do. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're destroying your planet, blah, 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 and we're gonna... <laughs> and we're going yeah. to uh, yeah, melt the ice caps. Blah, 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 blah. And you don't deserve it because you're not taking care of it. Even and, though we're the ones destroying it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and uh, so he he eventually gets to the big satellite dish again and, uh, you know, to, to broadcast yeah, it. Yeah, he's gonna broadcast this tape because, you know, that'll work. Like, he's gonna, yeah, his plan at the end is to, that's what the climax takes place on, he's gonna broadcast this, uh, confession of the aliens saying they're yeah. <laughs> intentionally raising the temperature of the Earth with giant fart bubbles in order to terraform it. <laughs> and, uh, and the climax is him trying to, uh, get this tape out there, and it turns out, now this is a big spoiler, this big is one spoiler. I didn't see coming, but it turns out his little uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper friend was actually an alien also. Yep, him, him with his uh, dumb ostrich legs. <laughs> and, uh... Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, it. that's, that, it. that's it. That's it, that was uh, a big he, reveal. Yeah, he broadcasts the tape, and, uh... I, I guess everyone knows, but the, uh... The, the thing that, you know, kind of, you know, is a little bit of a craw to me is that we never figure out what the signal's for. This entire this entire ordeal, no, no, the the thing that started it all. Yeah, like they they kind of just yeah, it's aliens. But look over here. Yeah, see the signals over here now. That's how they communicate. Maybe. Now here's a question for you. Yeah. What do you think the signal was? Uh, I want to say it was the Happy Days theme. Ha! Huh. Happy Days is an easy one. That that that's that's something that all aliens broadcast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like to think that it was uh. Like, you know how in contact, like, they were sending, like, you know, uh, images and everything that you yeah, had to, like, like the, piece the, together? the puzzle in order to, you know, find the designs to the spaceship thing. Yeah, I don't think it was any of that. I think this thing was just, uh, was, a, like, a, a grocery list. It's like, eggs, you know, flour, maybe, uh, maybe some milk. Really? Yeah, gro like, 16 light years away? They're, they're, yeah, gonna, they don't, they're uh, gonna starve by then. Well, here's the thing, like, maybe it was a specific thing, like, hey, if you're on Earth... Be sure to pick up peanut butter. It's the only place in the entire galaxy that has peanut butter. And they right. got a lot of it. Maybe it was the, uh, I know what it was. It was like, I do believe it is peanut butter. Mm -hmm. But, you, you know, you need peanuts in order to make peanut butter. And, you know, they they want to synthesize the peanut. Ah. But, so they're, they're sending the genetic code uh, via satellite. 
and so they can go back and uh, their their advanced scientists can like re- breed yeah recreate the peanut hmm. but you know the the genome uh for anything is is long yeah it's complex and uh you know so it takes you know multiple sessions see here's what i think uh, I, I like what you're i like what you're selling i think that we can i think we can agree that the peanut yeah. is definitely what the signal's oh, about it, yeah it, at this point i can't think of anything else uh, like they're terraforming the earth so that they can you know it's more you know far more habitable for the peanut yeah exactly like they have to breed the peanut and make the peanut you know but i think the reason the peanut is so important is because yeah. to them it is the the basis for the greatest fuel like Ever. No, I, I think you don't it's think like, it's fuel. No, I think it's like opium to them. <laughs> yeah, no, they, it's like spice. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know, to them when they uh, like they have to just synthesize it just a little bit, and you know they can uh, they can actually see through time. Like it's, uh, you know, there there was initially some other like some other plant or some kind of uh, some other thing that uh, let them com- commune with the hive mind. Uh, but it was just harvested to extinction, and they went throughout the galaxy for eons. Mm-hmm. And they come to Earth, and not only do they find a substitute within the peanut, but it is significantly more oh, so effective. It's, it's more potent. Yeah. So, um, so you know, they can commune with the hive mind like they've never before. It's it's almost a. Uh, it's almost an out-of-body experience for yeah. them. It's a holy... Uh, <laughs> it's 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 downright religious. You know, like, it's kind of funny, because they were in this movie, there was, like, just fields of poppies yeah. in, in <laughs> Antarctica because of it. Uh, or in the Arctic, rather. Yeah. But I, I like to think that the... Um, that the... Uh, this, this, this peanut experience uh, that they have is... Uh, it's like... It's almost like a pilgrimage. Like, not all the aliens... You know, want to come here, but like the seriously devout that can really save up the money and the experience. Like these are the highest orders of yeah. priests that get to come down here with their stupid legs like, and <laughs> and get the peanuts. Like the uh, like the the journey uh, to Earth from whatever uh, whatever dumb planet they come from is miserable. It's it's like some kind of. You know, they're stuck in some kind of rock. Yeah. And, or, or like some kind of cargo freighter, just you know, living living in squalor for for decades. I'll, I'll go ahead. And uh, you know, to get to that peanut, I like to think that um, that their trip here, like they are frozen in some kind of carbonite, but uh, you know, only a few get selected, like maybe five every uh, every ten, fifteen years. Yeah. And. Um, when they're frozen in carbonite, it's a long trip. It takes like thousands of years to get here yeah. from there. Uh, but you know, the freezing freezing carbonite keeps them, you know, alive. You know, when they get here, you know, they unfreeze. But they are conscious the entire time in that carbonite. Yeah, they're they're, they're awake. Yeah, there is like a few years uh, of kind of coming down from you know going you know from the madness mm-hmm. of uh, of being frozen. But uh, that peanut. Is actually worth it to them. Yeah, it's you know, you, you get to you you get the glimpse of the other side. Yeah. Not everybody actually. That's why they send five five at a time because yeah. not everybody is mentally strong enough or or devout enough to make this kind of trip. Some of them, like you know, there's like a good two or three that just go so far off the deep end of madness that they have to be uh, they have to be killed. And not only that, not every not everyone can handle the peanut as well. Like. Oh. Uh, 
Like, uh, sometimes they do actually just give up the ghost. Uh, you know, the, the devout and the, uh, those of strong will are able to peer and, you know, peer to the other side, but, you know, still, uh, maintain an earthly, earthly, earthly presence. Like, I, I like to think that, um, that there were a few examples of the, uh, of the aliens that took the peanut and couldn't handle it. And they were almost like they went across galaxies just being insane and violent and like you know <laughs> it requires uh it requires like a federation of you know different uh, planets to like track these these rogues down you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's a big thing like you know and earth it, is one of these uh, yeah. part of the federation they know about this thing they know what the peanut does yeah it's uh you know earth earth is kind of considered off limits like the peanut is uh you know, considered like a shrewd one, or a shlut, or what, what is it, the classification? I don't know what the hell you're talking like the, about. Uh, of drugs. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Shlud? I don't think Shru- it's shlud. <laughs> what is it called? Fruit I, one? Uh, I don't know, actually. Uh, it's one of those things. It's considered like a... a uh, class one. Class one drug, like... Uh, uh, space heroin. You see, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's space heroin or class one drug. I think that it's just... Um, because they've had so many... You know, so many problems with you know the the rogues in yeah. the past, and also the people who just go so crazy during the trip. You know that has become you know so dangerous that uh, that you know Earth is off limits. Like, listen, yeah, the peanut is off limits from now. But you know these uh, these these very very you know almost cult like you know yeah. uh, devout um, worshippers. They you know to them they think that there is no greater reward. Than the peanut, and yeah. they are willing to risk it. So, uh, you know, they they go from planet to planet, just trying to like. I don't think it no anymore. It's a a freight of a thousand years. I think that it is a uh, is a long arduous task. Like they have to yeah. ride, like you know, to uh, they have to ride across a black hole. You know, I mean, they have to do a bunch <laughs> of stuff in order to make it to Earth. And uh, you know, they, no one would have known about it uh, had not. Uh, you know, had it not been Voyager One and that uh, that on that record of uh, the songs of Earth, and uh, you know, one of them being like the Goober Peas song <laughs> from uh, from like 1910. And yeah, they're like, "Aha! Huh, I wonder what this is." That's how they talk, I guess. Is that the fabled the fabled Goober Pea of myth? <laughs> like then they're uh, now. I'm thinking of uh, what happens if like, one of these one of these uh, these zealots, you know, that 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 made this this incredible journey to get here, took yeah. the peanut and is very, you know, is still very much in control and comes back, you know, from the the high of it, and is like, you know what, I'm gonna take the peanut back to the planet. It's uh, it, it, it's kind of well. First off, I imagine the. Uh, the peanut experiences it's you take the peanut and you endure uh, whatever state that is for subjectively thousands of years mm-hmm. and if you don't come back babbling insane <laughs> uh, then uh, it, it's some kind of enlightenment mm-hmm. and most of the time the enlight with enlightenment comes wisdom to yeah. like you know we this is a this is dangerous this is not for the masses it's only for a few chosen yeah but one guy has the enlightenment but he's still kind of a bastard yeah and he's like 
I'm gonna bring, he's gonna smuggle some peanuts back to his home planet and just cause chaos and hysteria like, everywhere. Now the Federation's chasing this one guy before he gets home. Like he's, like, the the peanut is one of those things that are consi- you know, constantly under detection. Like they have, this is the one thing that like the space dogs who are sniffing out or the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the x-ray, you know, the space x-rays at the space the, the airports. <laughs> <laughs> Spacier, but uh, yeah, and this guy, this one lone rogue, we'll call him uh, uh, what's a cool name for it? Like a, a weird, you know, rogue kind of guy. Uh, we'll call him Rogue. Uh, uh, space, uh, uh, uh Elliot Ness, <laughs> call him Elliot, uh, Elliot, Elliot Space, <laughs> like Elliot Space, you know, he's gonna bring it back. He is like public enemy number one for the yeah. entire universe like he is uh he and it's a to him like he's gonna have to try to find his way back yeah. to his planet because there's no quarter anywhere you know for this fucking guy no because uh, these you know even though we uh yeah we kind of have it fairly under control uh you know on our planet and other the other ecosystems cannot cannot handle the peanut it just it is taken over planets yeah and, and, and like it just causes so like with the introduction of a peanut um has caused actual uh people to just tear or aliens have tear themselves apart yeah, with and, the madness and not only that entire ecosystems have collapsed it's like a it's like a blight yeah. um because it's uh it's it's it drives the people crazy and it spreads like wildfire yeah and uh, this guy, you know, he's gonna take it back because he's almost, even though he's enlightened, he still ha- he wants to see his planet fall. He feels that that they deserve it. Uh, he can, yeah. It does not. Uh, it, he, for some reason, even though he knows what will happen, it, he sees it as uh, kind of like a holy communion for his planet. I, I think it's more of a uh, an almost Thanos level of wisdom where he's like. My planet has been doing this for years. It does not, you know, it cannot, it should not survive. I, th- I feel, you know, and he's going to take this, you know, this, this, this peanut, which has been the cause of yeah. so much uh, uh, misery on the way, you know, to yeah. get here. And, you know, some people have died from it. He's going to use this, this, this beacon, this pilgrimage tool to destroy the planet. <laughs> so he's I, taking it back home. I know what it is. It's. There's, like, I imagine it's very theocratic mm-hmm. in, the, in on whatever planet it is, and you know he he's learned uh, of a lot of corruption in the uh-huh. uh, in the church, so he sees it as a a kind of divine test that yeah. uh, you know like if my uh, if, if if this planet can survive this, then they are clearly of the devout, or or even better. Um, he feels that you know, like like we said before, only the only a select few who even get to make this journey, you know, are actually able to take the peanut, and then even a select few of those are able to withstand the peanut, and then they're you know enlightened, mm-hmm. and you know they're like the chosen people that that's what they consider themselves, and he is so he considers himself so chosen 
because not only can he withstand it, but he realizes that he has to do something against this corruption that yeah. he thinks he's one in a trillion. Yeah. So he feels that by taking the peanut home and spreading it across the planet, only the chosen will survive the the reaping. Like he he's gonna force feed the uh, the space pope the, the peanut to see if <laughs> on uh, air. Yeah, on air to see if he is worthy of his uh popedom. Of like, his, uh, and, like he plans on, you know, crumbling the entire system and, and reforming it, it around yeah. himself. Uh, yep. So he he is a bit of he's a crazy, and uh, one could argue that maybe he didn't handle the peanut as well as he yeah. thinks he did. Like he just came out of it not gibbering. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's the difference. Like he's like that. Uh, he he's pretty much the the select few people in. Uh, bird box that didn't go uh, <laughs> uh, s critically insane to the point where they commit suicide. Yeah, so like he is uh, like there are people who've taken a peanut and survived, and they've been like, you know, wise. They've been yeah. you know people that could guide others through all of life's journeys. Uh, but he not really. They just end up on a mountain contemplating. That's that's yeah, all that's, they really yeah, do. That's fair. That's fair. But he comes out of it, you know. And he's not, he doesn't have that kind of wisdom yeah. or contemplation idea, but he, you know, he's not also gibbering. He's in the middle, but he is an anomaly. He's one of the few people who, you know, kind of come out of it with a, uh, you know, w like without that uh, extreme wisdom that comes with others. So he thinks that he is like, you know, he is the basis for the all chosen. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he wants to, uh, like I said, he's going to call it the reaping, you know, to see what happens. He's introducing us, like, you reap what you sow, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and and it turns out it was it was an almond. <laughs> no, I I want it to be a peanut. Yeah, I, I do want this to be a peanut. Okay, well I was gonna say it was an almond he took, and that's why it wasn't the the correct experience. Nope, nope. I want this to be. I want him to be a one in a million kind of like okay. kind of guy, okay. kind of experience. Um, I, w I don't want there to be any like thing to get thrown into the mix. All right. Um, but uh, you know, he also realizes that like some people on Earth aren't chosen enough for the peanut that's why they have like the peanut allergies yeah <laughs> you know so he's like you know it's like oh you gotta avoid it with you know with some people because it's very dangerous to them like that little girl in hereditary oh uh. but anyway um so he take he wants to take it home and uh and basically only the strong survive kind yeah. of thing and he knows that there's only going to be like maybe there's a billion you know people on his planet this yeah. elliot space you know uh on his planet uh, by the end, he knows there's probably only going to be like thirty or forty thousand that survive. Yeah, the it, it's going to be a, a almost a mass extinction. And but he he feels that this is the only way for his planet to truly survive. Yeah. And uh, but of course now not only is the Federation chasing after him because the peanut's a deadly fucking yeah it's a deadly plant you know it, it's a deadly just thing in general it's a deadly food yeah um. But also the uh, the church, Elliot Space's church. Yeah. You know, they are kind of you know he's kind of made it clear what's going to happen when it gets when he gets back. Yeah. And now they're trying to stop him. So there's two different uh, two different you know opposing or not even opposing forces, but two different like uh, forces trying to stop Elliot Space from getting home with this you know one lone peanut. <laughs> and I imagine he does make it. Oh yeah, of course. He he makes it, and uh, he he plants the peanut, 
but nothing happens because it's dry roasted and it's already dead. <laughs> so. And it, it turns out that, you know, it, it's almost like a, you know, like, you didn't have the right wisdom that Peanuts did not choose you. And, you know, the, they all gather around him, you know, and the Peanuts did not choose you. The Peanut did not choose you! Or they're just encircling him and yeah. shaming him, pointing at him. And, uh, and then eventually he's, uh, he, he's swallowed up by the, uh, by the, the betrayal of the Peanut and the entire, you know, experience. And the corrupt church wins. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I imagine the, you know, corrupt church wins, uh, though they, they kind of, you know, the church, well, it, it all... It kind of collapses, I would imagine, or uh, there is a big restructuring in it, within it because uh, because he still made he still succeeded in getting the peanut home. Like he succeeded in getting the peanut home, uh, but he also exposed everything. Mm -hmm. uh, he exposed the corruption. So, like somehow, maybe he, you know, maybe I, I got it. Like even though the peanut did not choose him, you know, uh, a thousand years we will flash forward to a thousand years in the future. Yeah, and there are statues of him everywhere because he was the one to expose this corruption and yeah. restructure this church and now it's a more utopia utopic society and we learn that maybe he really was the chosen and he's the you know they made him the patron saint of legumes <laughs> the patron saint of peanut the peanut chose him do you think mr peanut is considered a religious symbol no, I think they consider it blasphemy. Yeah, I could see that. That is, <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit blasphemous. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a. Uh, no, that. <laughs> oh, if yeah. anyone's listening. Yeah. <laughs> we just did about a half hour on like, peanuts. And not just that, but you have a great story to write. Like somebody's got a, a novel to write for about about this. Maybe we got a novel to write about this. This will be our next sci-fi comedy. <laughs> uh, about the. Uh, devout peanut adventure. Yeah, like uh, about Elliot Space, and because that's a great name <laughs> for a dumb, uh, like you know, because we're, if we're writing a, a comedy, that's yeah. a great comedic uh, space name, and it'll be about uh, you know, we'll we'll do the backstory about how the peanut is like you know the most uh, you know like the most feared of all foods to you know certain you know species, particularly this one. Yeah, and it'll have the first act will be him. You know, escaping from the uh, the the corrupt church to get you know to Earth to get on this peanut you know and to find the peanut and to do the peanut. We'll talk about all the stuff that happens to some people. We'll show some people doing the peanut that don't make it. You know, and then like the second act will be him returning home with the peanut. You know, and then yeah, the, and of course the third act is everything you know comes to a head and the little epilogue will be. You know, the, the thousand years in the future. It really would be a great, you know, comedy, a space comedy. You think he's baffled when, you know, when we're eating peanuts and we're like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah um, I think that he, I think he views us as like, uh... A lesser being. Yeah, like, you know, we, we are not, um, we are not of that... We're not developed enough yeah, to, to, uh, to interpret the, exactly. the, the peanut. It's kind of like, uh, like, you know, like a, a monkey drinking liquor. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's I, just, uh... <laughs> I think monkeys can still get drunk. Oh, yeah, but, uh, that's true. Like, ah, or it's like a monkey doing smack. <laughs> I think monkeys can still get high. It's like, uh, it's like if a dog eats all your weed. 
It's like, oh, he's just, he's not handling this right, you know, he, he doesn't, he can't appreciate this, he's just scared. I, I think it's like how, uh, we don't ha we're not affected by catnip. Ah, oh, okay, that's a better analogy than a monkey <laughs> a doing monkey. smack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's like a, uh, uh, it's like a wolverine doing cocaine. <laughs> it's like, uh... <laughs> it's like a water bear doing crack. <laughs> it, it's like a lemur, uh... uh Go on. Choking himself. <laughs> it's like, a uh... It's like a houseplant drinking liquor. <laughs> It's so, like, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna. You have you have one, one more. Uh, uh, it's like a, it's like a panda doing heroin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good way to close that out. <sighs> See what this movie has done to us. Like I gotta say, what we just went there with the peanut and everything like that. Yeah. That is actually more focused, and more. And I'm gonna say, even though it, it was a ridiculous concept that we're doing, it has... It's less stupid than The Arrival. Yes, it, I will it, say, the it, Peanut story is definitely less stupid than The Arrival. Uh, I, I guess there, there is there is more of a logic to it than what The Arrival had. Yeah, like The Arrival was, we need to terraform this planet that's already, you know... That we, we, are, we can already inhabit comfortably. Yeah, like we are actually inhabiting... Comfortably right now. <laughs> yeah, which I, I don't understand. Like, uh, like the the yeah, like I, okay, the the winters might be very rough on them. Then you know, go to the place where there isn't winter because that's what they're doing. They're yeah. just living in the places that are more uh, habitable to them. Like, why do you have to destroy all of Earth? Yeah, you know, uh, all the humans on Earth because winter happens sometimes. Yeah, and you know, speaking of terraforming, if you can terraform. Uh, you know, other planets, I would imagine it's uh, easier to de-terraform Venus. Yeah. Like, that already has a runaway greenhouse effect. You just make that not. Like, <laughs> they get in there and they're like, ah, oh, it's pretty pretty nice here in this Venus. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's it's comfortable. It's a comfortable feeling, this Venus. Ah, let's take a dip in the, uh, the liquid lead. Ah. I like this. I like this a lot. You know what? This will probably take us like three years, tops. You know what? Turn off the fart machines. We're done over there. <laughs> also, one last thing I do want to talk about in this movie. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up. Um, there's one character we just didn't talk about at all. What's that? And it was this woman in Mexico. Uh, that's Oh, the... Uh, the, uh, the, the scientist. Yeah, the scientist. Um, one thing in particular, and I think you know exactly where I'm going with this, mm -hmm. uh, I do want to talk about is that... Um, how she dies. Uh, oh yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, they like they decide to kill her, I guess, because actually I have no idea why they decided to uh, kill her. Because she She's asking she, too many questions. I well, guess. Well, she was f figuring out. Uh, she she was seeing all these anomalies in the uh, you know, in the weather. Yeah, and um, so they kill her by releasing a bunch of uh, black emperor scorpions into her. Hotel room. Not poisonous. Yeah, not poisonous in the least not, bit. They're actually pets. Yeah, you'll be fine. It's um, like a bee sting. But 
First of all, she just Mr. Magoo's her way through all yeah. these uh, scorpions. <laughs> like the guy puts a lot of scorpions in there. I, I, like he had, like I don't know how he fit all those scorpions in those little coffins. And um, and like there's at one point when she you know gets into a room, she turns on the fan, and there's like seven scorpions just on top of the fan blades, and they just get thrown out because the fan's moving. And you know, there's no way they got up there on the on their own. Like he had to. I got you, my little friends. Ah, We're going up he... here. <laughs> I don't know why he's Dracula, but <laughs> he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's coffins. He's, yeah, he has coffins, and he has little skeleton pet <laughs> puppets. Yeah, he, he has to be a Dracula. One scorpion. Ah, ah, ah. Two <laughs> scorpions. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, Mister, I'm trying to get to sleep here. So, would you hurry it up? But I'm counting. Three scorpions. Ah, she's like she's covering her ears with the pillow. Because, yeah, he's in a room. Yeah. So, anyway, like, everything she touches just has scorpions on it. Yeah. And she uh, keeps on missing them. Yeah. Like, uh, she, it's almost like she's actively ignoring the scorpions. Like, like she's giving them the silent treatment. They had an argument. <laughs> At one point, she pulls her, uh, she pulls, like, the blankets off on her, uh, the bed in the hotel room. Yeah. With, like, you know, these nice white sheets. And there's these two, like, dark black scorpions walking around the bed. And she just doesn't notice them. Like, I don't know, that- I think I would have noticed that. She was, like, infested yeah. with scorpions. Yeah, firstly, it, it's- like, they- they- they chose probably a- First off, I don't think this town exists in Mexico. Mexico is a fairly developed country. Yeah. And, uh, I- I think this is just more of a- Like, I don't think Mexico is that shitty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first off, like, if, if you're in any country that is that shitty, you're gonna be looking for bugs anywhere, you know, not just scorpions. Like, at one point, uh, uh Charlie Sheen stays, stays, stays at this hotel room. Yeah. It's a real swinging hotel. And, uh, he's taking a bath, and then, like, the bathtub from the room above falls down on top of him. Yeah. And then his bathtub falls down below to the room below him. And, and so yeah, like, they just keep tumbling down. And it's like, man, like I, I don't know. I kind of feel like, uh, I kind of feel like this is the idea of a, of an like a dumb American guy of what they think Mexico was in yeah. 1996. Like maybe this was in Mexico, uh, back when we were uh, fighting for Texas during the Civil yeah. War. Like maybe this was Mexico, you know, when uh, when we were holed up at the Alamo. Yeah. But, uh, I don't think this is what ha what looks like anymore. Yeah. So... Maybe there's just one really crappy town that, uh, they, that they, yeah, even... That the aliens are at. Yeah, they're like, oh, the real estate's cheap here. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm telling you, man, we got a great deal on this, on this, uh, foreboding Tower of Doom. Look, we, the land is so cheap. Do you know how big of a fart machine we can build here? It's like, man, like, we can do this in... Like two years, we can have all of the all of the polar ice caps melted. It'll like, be fantastic. Well, like we can breathe. Like we'll be breathing farts within a decade. Also, if you you know if if you, you speed up the, the the melting of the polar ice caps and everything, like wouldn't that cause like an ice age? Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, it, is. yeah it, it would. It would absolutely uh, ruin the uh, the currents, and that would just cause yeah an, uh, another. So like they don't want the cold like. So yeah, this they're is stupid. a stupid they're, movie. They're stupid aliens. They, they, don't, they, don't, they, they want peanuts. It's all they want. They don't know any better. I just want it hot. And oh, oh, it didn't work. We made it actually much colder than if we had just left it alone. Because it's not the first time 
It's not the first time the the ice caps have melted. Yeah. It's like move to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so, the arrival. Uh, a a silly silly movie. Yes. Uh, that uh, had questionable science, mm-hmm. uh, questionable acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, questionable writing, a lot of questionable things, a lot of questionable uh, moments. Yeah, but overall, a, a you know, you know, worth it for the experience of just what the hell is this? Yeah, if if you like just watching cheesy movies, you can really do no better than something like this. This yeah. is a uh, this is a top tier cheesy movie, I'd yeah. say. Like, and I'm kind of surprised because it doesn't get the recognition that some cheesy movies get. I've never heard about this before you put it on. Yeah. I, I thought he had. I was, uh, was kind of glad he didn't. So, yeah, this was, uh, like, I really enjoyed it because of how dumb it was. But, mm-hmm. again, it was never boring, and it was a lot of fun being stupid. Oh, so, yeah. please, if you like that kind of, if that's your thing, please check it out. And, um... Look for our book, the uh, Elliot Space, <laughs> uh, and the the Peanut of Doom, <laughs> and the and Peanut of 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 bad intentions. Uh, Elliot Space and the Peanut of Legend. <laughs> yes, coming soon. All right, all right. So uh, take it easy. A toodaloo, Alexa. Say good night. Good night. Sleep tight. That'll hold all the soupies.